here we are. This is what they call Tornado Wednesday. I guess it's a Wednesday night, right? Tornado Wednesday. Yeah, they call they call it uh, Hump and Swirl Day. Hump and Swirl these, Day around these parts. Yeah, right now, Chip and I are recording this podcast you're listening to right now. We're both in our basements, hunkered down. Uh, there's a tornado warning, but it's not stopping us from recording a, a podcast, is it? We've also received, I'm assuming you are in my boat, where I've received about seven mm-hmm. t- uh, alerts on my phone, and they just keep pushing it back 15 minutes each yeah, but time. You know, my wife keeps getting when the girls are keep saying, like, shelter in place, go to the base and all that. Mine keeps saying, go for a walk. Go outside, oh. enjoy life, have fun. Are, are you sure that's not from your wife and daughters? Is that a text from them? Let me check. Oh, yeah. You know what? That actually is from my wife's email. Okay. okay. Never mind. Yeah. Problem solved, Jeff. Thank you. Chip, how was your weekend, buddy? It was good. It was busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the missus had a birthday, so we celebrated that. Happy and- birthday, executive producer Kim Chantry. Yeah, so that was fun. I saw some fam. Nice. Just, a, just a small COVID gathering. You know, you don't right. want to get too crazy. And uh, I did the, we did the uh, Philly 10K in South Philadelphia, South and other parts of Philadelphia. It is one of the preeminent races of Philadelphia. Put I wouldn't even by, say it's preeminent anymore. I think it's just eminent. Eminent. It is the eminent run of Philadelphia put on by Philadelphia Runner, sponsored by many cool sponsors in the city. And a nice part about it, Chip, it's a 10K that goes in parts of the city. The other races pretty much don't, correct? Right. Not because they're too scared. Right. Well, maybe they are. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, you had a good time? Good getting back out there? Yeah, actually, I did it a little differently. Okay. I have to admit, I didn't actually run the race, Jeff. Well, that's one way not to do it. <laughs> I ran a 10K. I can oh, say okay. that. I ran a 10K the same day. Mm-hmm. I had the bib. I had everything. Signed up. Got the t-shirt. Nice t-shirt this year. I, I do enjoy it. It's kind of patriotic. And partially because I wanted to be back because we were having guests over, uh, the in-laws and, and such. Uh, and so I wanted to be back because they were coming over for brunch after the race. But partially also, I didn't really want to be in literally, literally, Jeff, corralled <laughs> with thousands of other people in the midst of a pandemic literally it's a corral yeah it is now, called a corral right i have been taking a cattle dewormer the past mm-hmm. week but <laughs> yep. that's where that's where it stops that's where it stops right there i don't that's where be the corralled. the horse madness stops right correct you'll so, deworm like a horse but you won't corral like a horse right right so i decided it, it was a 7 30 start i think for the race i got up and i walked the dog at six and then at about by 645, I was like, I'm out of here. And I just, instead of making a left out of my apartment to get to the starting line, I made a right and just ran 6.24 miles Nice on my own, ran down. And it was great. I, I ran down through South Philly, sort of my normal run slash walk route. I went down through Pennsport and then I, I went up to the stadium, went around Citizens Bank Park and then back. And it was a, it was a delightful run, Jeff. I highly recommend signing up for a race getting the bib and then just running your own race separately. I was done before everybody else. I was showered. Right. It was amazing. I'm, I'm kind of mad that I paid for it, but at the same time I got a shirt. So yeah, why not? That's a new way to do things. I think it's basically do everything right up to the point where the gun goes off. Yes. And not be there, but be somewhere similar. Like bank robberies, for example. Right, right. Virtual races, virtual everything is the way to go now, especially for like, you know, 
fledgling hypochondriacs. Um, there's no such thing as hypochondriacs anymore. It's just sensible people now. No, I was just ahead of the curve. I just right. had years of practice before you people. Yeah, oh, we knew. Oh, we have to wash our hands for 20 seconds. Yeah, amateur. We know. <laughs> we know. What song do you sing while you wash your hands to know that you can, you Nights wash them? white out. satin. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a thorough washing. It really is. <laughs> You, Would you, you consider have, that prog rock, Jeffrey? Is that what yeah, that is? That's, yeah, that's prog rock. I mean, yeah. it's Knights in White Satin. Uh, that's just maybe as prog as you can get without carrying like Court of the K- Crimson King. I, I have to that's say the most that prog. I have to say that I, uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, pleased by this. I'm not proud of this, but I had to get a cavity filled today. Actually, I had a chipped tooth and they had to, right. they, they do some, some cement, cement work. I don't know how right. it exactly works. But I was I was under the not the knife, but the drill mm-hmm. today today. And now I, I wasn't drugged. I was Novocaine, but no like gas or anything like that. It's just Novocaine. I'm a big boy. Mm-hmm. But my dentist, who usually listens to show tunes or maybe like folky, he was listening to Cat Stevens a few weeks ago when I was in for my checkup. Uh, he was listening to the Moody Blues oh, wow. today, Tuesday afternoon or Good. I think it's this yeah. afternoon or whatever. And then uh, nice and white satin. And as I'm laying there, I felt like I was under the influence of something. It was, I had a psychedelic experience. So the prog rock added to the experience. It really was pleasant. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Wow. I didn't are, you think a moody, about that. are you a Moody Blues fan? No. Uh, is Nights in White Satin Moody do you Blues? Think about, do you want to think about it? <laughs> <laughs> What's Procol Harum? What was their song? Oh, uh, one of my favorite songs of ever is Whiter Shade of Pale. There you go. Little little... Uh, you know, little, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do we call I, that? I just did it so the people can't see it. Uh, organ, organ, organ. yeah, yeah. I, I, um, my, my prog rock tastes start with yes. I was a big yes fan as a kid, loved yes. Um, it might end there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, uh, I, I, I can listen to a little, uh, what's, what's the, uh, Court of the Kim, Crimson King? Kim, Cri- King, King Crimson. I can't even say the, their name. Crim, ah. Crim Kingston. Crim, Crim Kingston. Kingston That'd be a good band name. Crim. The Kingston Crim. Trio. Were you thinking the Kingston Trio? I am. The Road, Tom Dooley. <laughs> wow. Is your dad a fan? Uh, no, but we did sing those songs in middle school okay. choir. Nice. Middle school choir. Um, I, yeah, I never got into prog rock. I can't, I, although I do enjoy some tunes. It's I and I was a fish fan and then went into yeah. Grateful Dead, which is obviously jam. But then to go back to like even early Genesis, I do enjoy some Genesis, but not yeah, I never really got into the Peter Gabriel stuff. It just doesn't there's costume changes. I don't need that, Jeff. Chip, me not liking Prague did not mean I did not read the longest, most painful tome on Prague Rock. I read this book, it was the history of Prague Rock. It was endless and i could not put it down because i refused to be defeated by a book right it is the most like every guy in every band you're like this is the most pretentious guy i've ever heard of in my life Uh and then they introduce the next band and then you're like holy crap this is definitely the most pretentious guy in music like you know robert fripp all these like you know real proggy guys who just record albums in every note they just make sure every millisecond is perfect and they need that in the studio mm-hmm. you know and it's it's just not for me I, I like a little edge to my music too you know me i'm a lifelong punk rock guy right yeah i live my life that way um i dress that way obviously um 
I had a mohawk up until probably three, three weeks ago. I mean, that's who I am. Jeff. You did. We had to get the COVID mohawk shaved <laughs> yeah. just in case. It's kind of like lice. It's the same yeah. thing. COVID. I got to tell you, um, we're, we, we have to um, tell people what we're about to do tonight. We are going to another Thursday night music club, uh, movie club. Very excited mm-hmm. about this. Very excited. Where Chip and I have a guest. We started it off. We talked about the movie Rad a few weeks back. We had a great time. Then we brought our good friend uh nick pruer on last week and we talked about weird Al's uhf tonight we have a very special guest and we're talking about a movie chip that neither of us has have ever seen and nope. when i broached this topic to you i said chip our guest wants to watch this movie you were like ah i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. about this right yeah i was i was I was nonplussed. I don't know yeah. if I used that word correctly. Well, the thing about nonplus chip, it is actually a word that no longer has meaning anymore because it means both. It means either not impressed or completely agitated. Exactly. So I, yeah, I, I was, let's just say I was plussed. Then. You're plussed. And speaking of plus right now, let's not talk about this anymore. Nope. Let's let our guest in. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this is going to happen. I am admitting a guest right now. This is very exciting, Chip. Let's see. Up, oh, looks like uh, our guest is connecting to audio. Looks like, oh, she's successfully connected to audio. Can you get the video? Oh my! She's oh, connected to yay! video. Hey, oh, this is so exciting! Thank you for having me. Thank you for being with us, ladies and gentlemen. Right now at the Junk Miles Podcast Thursday Night Movie Club, we have very special guests, actor, artist, and extremely funny human being, Santa oh, Moses. Pressure. <laughs> Mike, and how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I, is there a tornado near you or some yes. sort of? Wow. Many. There are many. Many right tornadoes. Now. They're dancing around our houses as we speak. Jeez, R- you're so dedicated to continue on with this podcast. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't say no because I know the three of us are very excited to talk about this wonderful movie. That I have to say, Santa, when you brought this movie up to us and I looked at it. I'm like, I don't think I know that. And that really hurt me because. Really? Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm of that era. That was my time to shine. Thanks. And then I, I immediately texted Chip and I said, Chip, have you heard of the movie, the 1985 romantic comedy classic, Girls Just Want to Have Fun? And Chip, you said. Blank, blank stare. Never heard of it. And again, I, I lived in a video store in the mid to late eighties. <laughs> There's no, it's, it, it was one of those things that I, I remember finding out when I first started dating my now wife, uh, she brought up the movie teen, Witch. Mm. another one never Solid. heard of, I don't think I was the market for it necessarily, okay. but I, I didn't know it existed until that moment. And I, I think those are the only two movies where I was just like, for whatever reason, no idea. I did, that and Karate Kid 3. I didn't know there was a third Karate Kid. Okay, that's new information for me. <laughs> I but didn't know that either. <laughs> I, I knew there was a fourth, but I didn't know there was a third. But yeah, so I, yes, yeah. I, we were not aware of this, but we're very aware of this movie now. So, so yeah. thank you for bringing it to our attention. You're welcome. You're welcome. Like between it being based in Chicago and starring mm. Sarah Jessica Parker, it was very much in my zone. Yeah. I did a little that. research first on you and Sarah Jessica Parker. Should we call Sarah Jessica Parker SJP? Is I that... feel like we should just okay. to sound hip. Yep. Mm-hmm. SJP. You guys have a lot of similarities that we're going to get into. They're, they're all good. The curls. 
the curl the curls being of course number one yeah. but let me just tell the audience if you have not heard about this movie girls just want to have fun it's available on amazon prime which is pretty awesome so for everyone free. for free you don't have to shell out any money yeah. it's a american romantic comedy dance film directed by alan metter okay. it was written by amy spies and it stars listen to this sarah jessica parker lee montgomery jonathan silverman shannon doherty and helen hunt oh how good is she in this movie she's very this was like perfect for a young helen hunt who I has mean, more more moxie than any right? actress should have and it's like her third film like it's very early on in her career and she's so clearly helen hunt at that age like her point of view is crisp and i yes. love that i love that now here's the big question santa why yeah. is this movie important to you and how has it helped you become the amazing human being you are today? Well, it was important to me for many reasons. The dance aspect, I've always loved to dance, so it appealed to that. Um, like I said, it's set in Chicago. I grew up in Chicago. There were numerous moments, even watching it now as an adult, that I was like, this is why this movie was important to me. Like the whole, the whole um, moment where Shannon Doherty's character gets called out for dancing with the doorknob. I used to dance with doorknobs. So I think when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much of my life in this movie. Um, and I also, the, the um, how about them Cubs line? Yeah. Was it, did it start there or did that start in another movie? Cause I used to say that a ton as a kid. And I'm wondering if I got it from this film or if it was from an earlier film well, this was 85 and I don't yeah. know, I would say yes. I would say, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, right? so that was something that like, that was part of my vernacular as a child. How about them Cubs? Uh, this was also before Dirty Dancing, you know, yes. which was the other huge part of my childhood in terms of dance movies. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, it sort of it was in my zone. And she went to a Catholic school. I went to a Catholic high school for oh, a couple wow. of years. You know, both had curly hair. It was just, there were so many elements to it. And also, I, a young SJP, mm -hmm. uh, she started out in the theater. She started mm -hmm. out in Annie, mm -hmm. where she had one role, but then zoomed right to the role of Annie right. for like a year or so. And then a young Santa Moses, I believe, also it's true. has some Annie history. I was in the third national touring company. I played Molly. Oh, um, little Molly. I, little Molly. I actually mm -hmm. auditioned for the role. Uh, my mom and I went to New York when I was six and auditioned for the role of Molly. And um, after the audition, Martin Sharnan, the director, came up to me and told me, you know, you're too young to go on tour. We can't take you on tour until you're seven. And he said, we'll call you before your seventh birthday. And my mom being my mom, as we left the audition, was just like, take the compliment. If it happens, great. If not, you know that you did well. Well, two weeks before my seventh birthday, they called and I went on tour for 13 months. Wow. Molly. wow. Yeah. I was a, a young boy and we had a rich aunt and uncle and I lived in New Jersey and every year they would take us to a Broadway play. So it was pretty cool. Annie was like, Annie was one of the first. Yeah. And that was pretty mesmerizing because when you're a little kid and then you see a whole production of little kids. Right. It's at one point amazing. And at the other point, you're like, what am I doing with my life? I'm, <laughs> I'm a nine, I'm a nine-year-old who literally hasn't showered in three weeks. Yeah, and you got to get some drive at that age. Yeah. You're yeah. in fifth grade and you're washed up, Jeff. That's <laughs> now, now, 
Santa, when you were touring for 13 months, were you, yeah. how were you touring? Were you touring, was a parent with you? Or were you just yes. with the gang? No, my mom was with me. Um, mm. And we also had an onset tutor that would, you know, school us. Uh, but my mom traveled with me and my dad would come every few cities, but we would do like a different city every two weeks uh, via bus, via plane, sometimes a propeller plane. I remember flying to Cincinnati and throwing up the whole way. Oh my um, God. Yeah, it was a crazy experience. You know, I was, I was seven years old and um, back then being an orphan and Annie was a really big thing. So like I got invited to Studio 54. I was on the Phil Donahue <laughs> show. I never went to Studio 54. My mom was very clear. We're not doing coke at seven. Um, you have to wait until you're eight for that. I think exactly, it's Mo yeah, yeah, Molly rules. when you're seven, coke when you're eight. Yes. Exactly, exactly. If only if only Drew Barrymore would have followed that advice. No, I know. I know. Um, yeah. So it was like there were all these like things that were open to us because we were or orphans. So it was just yeah, it was a crazy, crazy thing. Did any moment you ever like go method and just feel like, Mom, I don't need you around. I want to feel like an orphan. Just oh. just go away. I need to really. I need well, to dress in tatters. Yeah. I need to be on street. Urchin -like. I need to scrub the floor with yes. a brush. Yeah. And have a rich white, bald white man. Like he just, yeah, I need him to be my, yeah. my keeper. Uh, unfortunately, no, I missed that opportunity. You're on uh, seven. That's fine. That's there's fine. always time. There is. You have time to turn into a completely method actor right now, right? Yeah. Um, so obviously this movie then speak, spoke to you in so many different ways. And I'm going to come out right away, Chip. A lot of people are probably wondering, Jeff, Chip, did you like it? Santa loves yeah. us. I got to say, thoroughly entertained. It yeah. was a perfect piece of 80 nostalgia. Chip, we're going to check off. It checks off three of the most important things we love about 80s movies that okay. we've discussed. Can I guess what they are based yeah, please. on previous episodes? Yes. So is one of them the freeze frame at the yes. end? Yes. That, that maybe this <laughs> sent to this freeze frame. I was not prepared for it. Yeah. And the thing about these movies is they all end so quickly, so which quickly. I love. Abruptly, like it's Ab just abrupt. over. It's yes. over. Yeah. It's just but done. This, I don't want to ruin it for people, but this freeze frame, five people just like, whoo, in one freeze frame, yeah. stopped, and then it was a fade to monochrome, and it was out. I literally went, whoa. So I that- it was it was a freeze frame ending, which we love. The soundtrack, did that have something to do with it? Soundtrack's a big one too. And the yeah. thing is, it has to have a memorable soundtrack. And I want to talk more about the soundtrack coming mm -hmm. up because there are a couple of questionable items. Um, and then the other one was a, a joyous culminating scene where all the important people are there in the final seat. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Right. So no matter what happens, like the dad's rushing to get there. there, the best friend is there somehow. Mm -hmm. How did Helen Hunt get on the stage? She's there too. How great was that moment? Right. So they, they're the things like every 80s movie needs those, like every good one. So this when they when the when this movie checked those three boxes off, I was fully on board. Yeah. Um, I'm going to run down quickly the little history of the movie for people, it grossed 1.7 million in its opening weekend, 6.3 million worldwide against a budget of 5 million. It received generally negative reviews, only a 38% approval rating. What do they know? I don't, I don't know what they know. I don't Nothing. know. 
set their ex- <laughs> they, they didn't set their expectations correctly. Jeff, but right do, you, now, do you have the data there of the reviewers? Were any of the reviewers that <laughs> rated this movie were they were any of them teens that just wanted to dance? That's fair. That's a great question, Chip. Were, were any of them teens? I, I'm going to guess no. Or no. just want to have fun. Yeah, they just any of them want to have fun. They don't want to have fun. I would bet the majority of your reviewers, Debbie Downers, all of them, just not right? people who didn't like to dance and did not want to have fun in the least. <laughs> Chip, if you had to give girls just want to have fun a negative review headline, could you think of one? Because I'm sure if you read the negative review headlines back then, they yeah. Might have been something like you know some sort of wordplay. Think about it. I, I might just I, I might just it might just be Cindy Flopper. I think. Oh, oh like that's that. good. Can I? Can we use that? That one hurts on a personal level because I loved her so much as a child. I used to stand with my right foot turned in, just like her. Just wow. like because she was so just unusual. Like her. She was so unusual. <laughs> Although when I learned what she bopper was about, that was like a. Yeah. Yes, I know. No. Wake up, wake up call. <laughs> wake up call. That was that Cindy after dark right there. It was, it was. I, I was just so enamored by Cindy Lauper because I, I was, I was quite young, you know, and watching MTV as a young kid. And then this, this woman comes on, who's like every color of the rainbow and the, oh, you know, the yeah. hair and everything. And then not only does she sing the lead, uh, the, the, the main theme to one of my all-time favorite kids movies, Goonies, which yeah. just blew my mind. Uh, and then she had, I was what seven years old when this came out. Maybe professional wrestlers mm-hmm. in her music video right, that, that played just, her dad, right? Yes, yeah. Captain Lou Albano just blew my. I, I couldn't imagine how these worlds could come together. And and that voice, I mean, the it. pipes on that woman, mm-hmm. like her and Pat Benatar, like they're ridiculous in terms of their vocal abilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she but was. She a, didn't sing the theme song in this one. That, no. that was one of my main, main things here. Every now and then you get an 80s movie, you get a couple like songs like in the um, Pretty in Pink soundtrack, the yeah. great one of the best soundtracks of all time. Oh, yeah. You have Nick Kershaw's Wouldn't It Be Good. And I hear that song and it brings me back to just like, you know, a young Jeff Lines trying to figure out things mm-hmm. as a teen. And I love that song so much by nick kershaw but on the soundtrack no nick kershaw danny hutton hitters some band they just hired to play the song they didn't have to pay nick the extra royalties so i'm thinking with this soundtrack sent as we mentioned earlier they didn't shell out a lot of money or they didn't like they didn't get the heavy hitters well apparently she didn't write the song could use the song the movie after the the title of the song but they didn't want to pay her to do it you know, I saw on one of the, because I fully Googled it after I watched it, and it said that Cindy Lauper appeared in the diner scene, but I couldn't what? find her. Really? When I watched it again, I like I went like frame by frame to see if I could find her, because I could spot Cindy Lauper, and I didn't see her, so I think that's BS. I'm calling BS on that. It's, oh, like, also- it's like Hitchcock, it, it like shows up in every one of his movies. <laughs> right. Like, I wonder if Cindy Lauper shows up in every one of her movies that's named after one of her. Like, she thought <laughs> that that was going to be, like, there's going to be a movie called Time After Time. True it never colors. really happened. Well, here's a little Girls Just Want to Have Fun song facts. Written mm. by Ro- Robert Hazard, 1979. Phil- Philly boy, Robert Philly Hazard. boy, yes, from Ooh. our hometown. He had a hit song sent to called Escalator of Life, right, Chip? Yes. I think we that was his that big- a hit? Well, in Philadelphia, <laughs> <it> was. <laughs> we have a different definition of the Give word. Me a bar. Yeah, show me where we're at. <laughs> so yeah. then in 1983, Cindy Lauper recorded this version. Mega hit for her. I mean, just one of the biggest hits, maybe one of the biggest top 10 hits of the 80s, no doubt. 
And then for this 1985 soundtrack, Deborah Galley with Tammy Holbrook and Meredith Marshall, three different women combined for this mm -hmm. version. It was fine, the version, but when you're expecting Cindy Lauper yeah. and you don't get Cindy Lauper. Right, when you hear that intro at the beginning of the movie and then when the, the song finally kicks in, you're waiting for Lauper and it just doesn't, it is a bit of a, a letdown. I agree with that. Now, it's like when your mom brings home the Fruit Loops in the bag instead yeah. of the box, and you're like, "Mom, yeah. this isn't Cindy Lauper's." Jeff, they're called cinnamon squares. It's rough. Yeah. Looped, yeah. looped fruits. Looped fruits. Yeah, let's loop fruits, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Call social services. <laughs> oh no! Did he freeze? Oh, I thought I thought he was doing a bit. Oh, it Jeffrey. looks like a bit. This. Did oh wait, oh, there he's oh, back. he's back he's now. Back. We thought we, we thought you got in Hurricane Alley for a moment. You're okay. <laughs> You're safe. Says, You're ready. It said my connection is unstable, but can okay. you still hear me? You're totally yes. fine right now. Jeff, you did the thing. You were literally frozen when you were holding up the bag, and we really thought it was like a freeze frame yeah. at the end like, of the movie. At the end it was of the very movie. Very triumphant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really was. Oh, but that's true. Now, this is a great trivia question. In 1985, same year this movie came out, Weird Al. Mm. parodied this song. Senta, can you guess what was Weird Al's 1985 parody of Girls Just Want to Have Fun? I had no idea this was a song. I know. I mean, I can't say that I'm really a, a, a Weird Al <laughs> expert, so mm -hmm. um, I'm going oh, to... You can defer to Chip. You're not a Weird Al expert. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> not. I'm saying been, that out It's loud. been great talking to you tonight. We yeah. have to go. So thank you very much. But uh, have a great evening. We, we you. wish you well. Thank you. Good okay, night. Goodbye. Good night. Um, <laughs> Chip. I, do, I don't know this one. Like, I know, I know, I know um, Weird Al a little bit. I'm trying girls to... Girls just want to get some? No. Yeah. That, that's... It, no, that's a little tawdry. <laughs> is it... We, okay, can I ask which which word is yeah, changed? Okay. Can you ask? Can, can you I answer will that? go. Girls just want to have, and it's the final oh, word. Is it lunch? It's lunch. It is lunch. Is it okay. really lunch? All right. Okay, that does okay, sound familiar now. He's yeah. not wrong. No, no. You know, I like no. a good lunch. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's I'm sure I didn't listen to the song. Sorry, but I'm sure it's probably just about a bunch of gals getting together and enjoying lunch. Right. Sure. I feel right. like nowadays it'd be more like girls just want to have brunch. There you go. You yeah. know, the ladies who brunch sort of. If, yeah. if Al does the, the reboot, that, that's mm -hmm. what it has to be. Every, all the musicians are rebooting their music now, so it could mm -hmm. happen. Now, since earlier, you mentioned, I believe you said Helen Hunt's second movie. The mm -hmm. cool thing about this movie was it was like a first for many people. It was Helen Hunt's second real movie she was in a bunch of she was in tv stuff when she was like when you were young, young. Yeah. yeah she was in like episodes of like you know 70 sitcoms and stuff mm -hmm. but this was her second real movie this was sjp's fourth real movie she did she, footloose before this right yeah, yeah her footloose mm -hmm. she was very good in. i think you saw her star shining in footloose and you're like we might see this woman again she well, had no this was a cool movie too because prior to this movie she was always pay playing the best friend mm -hmm. and in this movie she got the guy so i there thought that go. was really very cool mm -hmm. yeah chip she was in a tv show square pegs square pegs mm -hmm. which she was great with in. jamie gertz jamie gertz yep mm -hmm. and that was that really gave her a lot of attention so she was offered started getting offered uh movies such as uh girls just want to have fun her first starring vehicle and i have to say literally from like the first five minutes 
of watching it, she is a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Not only just for this specific movie, but she had that, you know, I think Chip on our last podcast with Nick, we we're talking about that kind of aura, that presence. She just kind of like sparkled. Yeah. She had the right line deliveries. She was funny, snide, the sarcastic, the energy. The comedic timing was so there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for both of them, her and Helen Hunt. Like it was just really impressive. Yeah, Helen Hunt almost seemed like, like you said earlier, like an like an old woman channeling a she young totally teen. Yeah. Well, and I think that part of that was, I think Helen Hunt just looks like Helen Hunt, where you know Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> has, has, you know, obviously evolved, has changed, evolved over the years. Like it just looked like it was present day Helen Hunt playing a, because Helen Hunt, I feel like, has always looked the way she does. So yeah. it was, it was very interesting to watch her be so silly. And I was like, wait, is this mad about you, Helen Hunt? And then, you know. And she had those animals in her hair. I was completely obsessed with the hair accessories that Mm -hmm. Helen Hunt had through the whole film. Yeah. I feel like I've got to up my accessory game. There you go. Not too late. Um, This was Jonathan Silverman's first major movie. Yes. Jeff, what are your thoughts on Jonathan Silverman? Here's where we we digress, Chip. And I bet I digress from Senta this. I I like less Silverman than more Silverman. I... I understand the need for Jonathan Silverman. I just feel like he's always a little too on and sticky. He's always like doing a bit, even when he's acting like he's always doing that guy, you know? Do you like, feel that way about the the Neil Simon movies that he did, like Biloxi Blues and- Yeah, uh, I, I, I think I like- Biloxi Blues was his big one. And that's, mm-hmm. I think he did pretty much right after a year or two after this. Um, I enjoy him, but like he never turns it off. Mm. Where Matthew Broderick has a similar kind of vibe and has done that kind of like Neil Simon type character, but he's also able to tone it down and turn it off. Or I always yeah. find Silverman is always Jonathan Silverman and yeah. small, small doses. How about that, guys? Okay. Yeah, okay. I get that. And I will say that when Jeff texted me that after we watched the movie, about, and I, I said, we, I strongly disagree, mm-hmm. and we're going to have words about it during oh, no. this episode. Are you going to fight at the bike rack after school? <laughs> I think we might. I think that's that's my, that might what happened. I might yeah. swing my BMW into the uh, into the parking lot of the dance audition very right. very quickly. Rich kid chip, <laughs> right? I I was like, I'm going to fight to my death for Jonathan Silverman. Yeah. I, I and so the first thing I did, I went to IMDb. Mm-hmm. And I was going to list all of the movies that I've loved Jonathan Silverman in to yeah. start my thesis. And as I went through that list exhaustively, I realized that the only things I've ever actually really <laughs> seen Jonathan Silverman in are Weekend at Bernie's and select episodes of the TV show Give Me a Break. And that's, that's it. it. Wait, so you then didn't I realized see Biloxi I, Blues? Biloxi I, Blues is great. I think I saw it when I was very young and I don't remember a lot. Okay. See, I adore him. Yeah. I think that he comes in and just like, lights the scene up yeah you know and it, again his timing is is great and that character that he played now granted there were some uh troubling aspects of that character the way that it was written like the sure. tune in tokyo thing that tune in tokyo oh, might that was... might want to be excised for the next release yeah. of the uh movie yeah, because right. it was so it was it wasn't just like it was an offhand comment and i give not not that i'm giving a free pass to anything like that i i if a movie is 30 years old i yeah. give it a bit of a pass saying well that was then and this we've all yeah. hopefully become better now uh but that was a whole scene that was it completely was. dedicated to that and that was 
I was, it was almost like I was watching it with my wife and it was almost at the point where it was like, I felt like I was watching a sexy movie with my parents. Like when like a scene comes <laughs> on, like, I don't no, None of us are comfortable here at, uh, yeah. with any of this right now. Well, like I don't happening. support this behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was actually the only character in the film that was problematic for me. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, what he was doing and what he was saying. But as far as him as an actor, I just thought he nailed that character and he was so fun to watch. Yeah, he was. The thing I liked about that character in a lot of movies that we always joke in the 80s or got like they show that like guys friends are really into helping out a guy get a girl. Yeah. And they're just like, man, I can tell you really like her. We're going to do everything possible to get you guys together in real life. I got to say, like in high school stuff, that was the last thing my guy friends ever wanted to do. They're oh, like, you didn't have a wingman. No, it's not to. Our wingmen wanted to make sure you didn't. They're like, I don't want Jeff having a girlfriend. Then he can't hang out with us. And you he, need better be friends, Jeff. Oh, I know. Oh, trust me. <laughs> they're still my friends. And they're, but like all those movies where I saw, like, all we want to do is get Josh and Mary together. I'm like, yeah. my friends would never do that. Aww. Not relatable. Not no, relatable. not relatable at all. Man. No, they wanted to be like, Let's get Jeff drunk and then I'll say something stupid and then she'll dump him. And then we get to hang out and drink at the train <laughs> tracks with Jeff again. <laughs> but you're married and have kids. Like, I mean, it worked miracle. out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It worked out. It yeah. worked out pretty well. There were so I, many tropes in this movie. Like, yeah, let's go down like some. the yes. 80s tropes, like yep. the, the little sister, Shannon yes. Doherty, right? Who was delightful. She was great. great. She was yes. 12 when she, or 13 or 12 when she made this film. And she okay. jumped off the screen, like from yeah. her first thing, you're like, oh, this, this, now that you know she is, you're like, yeah, she's a star in the making. Absolutely. Yeah. She was so cute. She was so bubbly. Um, I remember watching her on Little House on the Prairie, like oh, in the yeah. final seasons when she showed up, I think she was in the final season, um, kind of followed her career for then, from then. Yeah. So Little Sisters in movies historically are better actors than little brothers in mm -hmm. movies. The little that. brother in this was not a good actor. They didn't give him <laughs> a lot to do, but he basically kind of came in, said his line nervously, and they just kind of ushered yeah. him out. Yeah, but he was in there. The little brother trope was in there. You know? Little brother trope was, was in there. He's a bit there. of a pain in her ass, you know, but mm -hmm. comes through and helps her out when she needs him most. Uh, yeah. Another good trope that I like, the... Uh, the, the bad guy in the movie is, of course, is a rich person. But what I liked about this, it was a rich girl instead of a rich oh guy. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a blonde. No. Right? No, Natalie. Mm -hmm. that, that's also very rare, too, especially back in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. All the, Great. like, high maintenance, you know, kind of baddie women, girls were blondes, right? Mm -hmm. Rich blondes. All the John Hughes movies, they were all blondes. Right. Yeah. And then normally, like, you know, it's it's a James Spader who's the baddie, but I liked having a good, bad female character. I, I thought yeah. she was great in it. Um, that's a good. And, and there always is, like you said, there's there always is that other side of the tracks feel yes. to it ha to an eighties movie. Yeah. There always has to be some yeah. sort of class the rich struggle. versus poor. Yeah, yes. everything from rad to the outsiders to Footloose mm -hmm. to. Pretty and pretty, pretty pretty pink, pink, which yeah. is probably the some kind most, of wonderful. Some kind of wonderful. Kind of wonderful. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 My God, that is like the most. Imagine but, just a boring movie where it was just about like rich girl, rich guy, hook up. 
There's everything's no straight. There's nothing, no nothing to do it there. There has to be tracks on another side. And I thought that was played very well. The blue collar dad by oh, one, only, yeah. one of my favorite names in Hollywood, Biff Yeager. It's yes. Which it's is, really strong. It really is just a great name. And, and, he, was, and the, he was great that, in it. That scene at the end where he's watching his son on the TV and all of his friends are around and they dump beer on his head. Like that, I feel like is a very classic 80s, 80s dad moment where like, you know, he's, just, I love their whole relationship too. Like he wasn't like, you can't dance. He was like, no. you think you can win? Yeah, I he was supportive. That yeah. was completely unexpected. And I guess they did that to contrast SJP's dad. Right. But I really thought having a blue collar guy who didn't have to have that moment where it's like, oh no, he from the get-go is like, no, my son wants to dance, let him dance. Right. That's awesome. I'm supportive. Like I was totally blown away by that. And I did not expect that one like it could have gone the other way. Oh yeah, totally. Right. And I think that's what the son expected, but his dad's like, go have fun. But I have to say very uncomfortable when he had a beer poured on his head. I don't care how euphoric I was. If anyone poured anything on my head, I would just be so uncomfortable. I would just be like, I got a good shower. They gave him a towel. All right. Good point. See, I thought you were going to say that was alcohol abuse and, you know, a waste of beer. Oh, no, no. Just like you'd be. No, it looked like cheap beer. I wasn't worried about the beer, but I was, I, I just be like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm a little chilly. Maybe get right. me a cardigan after you drive me off. It might be, you know, better. I just hope that they were accurate given that it took place in Chicago. I hope it was old style beer. Because yeah. And I mean, other beer, it's not. Tante, you're, you're a Chicago person. People just dump beers on each other all the time, right? Whether it's having fun or, you know, it's as an a way to of, celebrate. Like christenings or <laughs> right. funerals. You're angry right. at someone, you throw a beer in their face. Sure. I mean, it, it's, it's very versatile. <laughs> it can mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee Montgomery. Lee yes. Montgomery, not a lot of not a lot of acting from Lee after this movie. Center, no. what do you know about Lee? I don't know very much about him, other than when I watched it again, I kept thinking of Joey Lawrence. Yes, yes, me too. From the get go, <gasps> yes, totally. Big was, JL vibe. Yeah, I'm wondering if there was a bit of rivalry going. Although Joey Lawrence was much younger than he was, yeah. but um, he yeah, was probably on Give Me a high. Break right around that time, right? Young. Yeah, yeah. I think so. He totally um, reminded me of him. I have to say I have a very strong reaction to Ali Montgomery because he is actually, this might be the only other movie I've seen Lee in. I'm on a first name base with him. If, yeah, yeah. If that's right. I'm going to call him call Lee. Lee. Uh, he is in, and I don't believe he acts anymore, but he is in one of my favorite all-time movies, also from 1985. And he was the star of it that what? I bet neither of you have ever seen nor could name in a million years, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It was a made-for-TV oh. 1985 horror movie, Halloween okay. horror movie called The Midnight Hour, also named after a song. Also named after a song, The Midnight Hour. I have oh. not heard of it. No, it me was, neither. I, mean, I think it was a, an ABC movie, and I was about I must, so I was about eight years old when it came out. I thought it was the scariest thing in the world because I was eight, but it was a yeah. made-for-TV horror movie. There's, mm-hmm. There was very few, although there, there was a couple scary parts, but he played the main character with a stellar cast of characters that you can still watch for free on YouTube. You can watch the oh. full-length movie on YouTube. It's a terrible, terrible movie, but I love it so, so, so much. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, a little trivia question. It also stars a current Jeopardy host wannabe. Somebody Uh-oh. who hosted Jeopardy in the past few months. Aaron Levar Rodgers. Bur- LeVar Burton. Mr. LeVar Burton. I <laughs> wish it was really? Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers, though. Yes, Aaron Rodgers. That'd be a, a young, good one. 
a young Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> young just jock Aaron around Rod- for no reason. Uh, it starred LeVar Burton. Mm. It starred Sherry Belafonte, Peter DeLuise, oh, oh. and a number of other uh, luminaries. Great, mm. great, terrible, terrible, terrible made for TV Halloween movie that I watch way more often than I should. Oh, I will check to. that out. Yeah. Senta, we have a thing called, and this another reason I really enjoyed this movie. Like Sarah Jessica Parker, very athletic in the mm-hmm. movie. Look, you know, she looks the part. She doesn't look like someone who couldn't do a backflip. Right. But when they got to the point where they had her double, her extra doing the gymnastics, excellent stunt work, I will say. Mm-hmm. We are so used to, we call it the big Buffy. The big mm-hmm. Buffy is... Yeah, you can just tell it's not them. Right. Yeah. It, it, you know, this goes back to Sarah Michelle Galar when she was probably, you know, she's probably five to 95 pounds. Mm-hmm. She's fighting, let's say three vampires. They cut to her jumping in the air and it is like a five foot five stocky man in a wig. Yeah, they didn't good. give a crap. They're just like, who's ever around act uh, stunt guy, you come put this wig on, whether yeah. you're six, two or five, two, this double was great. Yeah. She, and Helen Hunt had a double too. Like when Helen Hunt was like coming down the rope in front yeah. of her window or when they were walking on the cars to get to the dance yes. um, at the end, you know, I was watching it on my computer and I think if it was on a bigger screen, it might've been a little bit more obvious, but there mm. were moments where I was like, I can't tell if that's them or if that's a stunt double. It was, but yeah, it was impressive. It was so good. Can I ask you a question? Yes. In your many, many years of acting, have yes. you ever had a stunt double? Has there ever been a scene where you have had a stunt double and have had to deal with that. Oh, get, get the curly wig out. I know, right? Um, I feel like I have. I'm embarrassed to say that I can't remember. I remember fighting to do my own stunts. Okay. Different things. I did this episode of Rizzoli and Isles where I was playing the murderer, spoiler alert. Nice. And I was supposed to stab somebody with a staff. And I went to the wardrobe fitting and there were two sets of clothes. And I was like, why are there two sets of clothes? And they said, well, one's for you and one's for your stunt double. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm stabbing somebody. (laughs) I'm going to stab someone. So I called my managers. You have to fight them for this. Like, that's the whole fun of playing this role. Yeah. Um, But I feel like I must have for commercials or. Yeah. I'm sure that I have. I'm, I'm just embarrassed to say I can't remember. I hung out of a truck for a Wendy's commercial once. Oh my God. And there, there was a stunt double for that. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. None on a pommel horse. That was a good scene. That was a good scene. None on a pommel horse was amazing. The nuns yeah. in the film throughout were super funny. Like yeah. really just like nailed their little moments. All of them. Yeah. Speaking of nuns and a yep. movie that had a nun, one of the most famous nun scenes, uh, Blues Brothers. Oh, yes. Chip we discussed Santa was in the Blues Brothers, correct? I got my SAG card. How how little were you? Were you just a- I was five. Oh. Yeah, wow. I was five. And I, I remember- so pre-Annie even. It was pre-Annie, yeah. I remember we had six weeks of dance rehearsals because I was in the sequence where Ray Charles was playing on the piano, Shake oh a Tail God. Feather. Um, so it was that huge dance sequence. I was a very small girl with very big hair and a Mickey Mouse shirt. I danced on top of John Belushi's car in one of the sequences. Oh my God. His mobile. And, um, well, I'll just tell you, uh, I was, we were shooting that sequence and I was five and I wasn't necessarily somebody that knew, um, when to speak up when I needed something. And 
I really needed to go to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> I peed on John Belushi's car. So <laughs> exclusive junk the, miles of Chip and yeah. Jeff exclusive. Yeah, there it is. There, so that, that happened. People have been asking about it for years. John Belushi's yeah. super upset. This is my car. There's yeah. there's toddler urine all over it. All I over know, it. I mean, I that's why there was like a yellow sort of pass <laughs> to the, yeah. the roof. Yeah. Yeah. But that was that was incredible. Actually, um, John Landis ended up staying in touch with my parents through my childhood. And he wrote me my college recommendation. Oh my God. Is that right? USC. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Lovely Obvi- man. Really obvious, lovely man. Obviously he didn't know about you peeing on his set, but you know, that's he cool. Didn't. Yeah. yeah he no. didn't. That's cool. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. That, yeah. is, that so, is incredible. So like when you're five and you're on a movie set, it seemed like it'd be intimidating stuff. Is that when you were like, Oh, I like doing this. Like when did that I, happen? I have always loved it. There was Always never a time I mean, where you weren't. Yeah, because there were there were moments where I had to choose to act or like, you know, go to a school dance or choose right. to act or go to camps. So and my parents were constantly saying, is this something you want to do? Do you want to go be with your friends? And I always wanted to do it. So I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Loved being around adults. Loved right. Playing. And your parents completely supportive and they did, you know, neither of them were in the industry. My dad was a state farm agent. My mom, she did a bit of modeling when she was younger, but uh, yeah, they were very supportive of it. That's fantastic. Yeah, I know. That's great. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker, after this, what, what did she do? Like, what did she springboard from this to, well, I don't know what she did right after it, but there's that famous story about her in LA story. She, she did this interview where she was talking about how for a long time, Hollywood didn't see her as the leading lady. And then she goes and she does LA story where Steve Martin says, yeah, she's a leading lady. She's hot. She's amazing. She's talented. She's funny. And her career took off in a completely different direction from that movie. Um, so that's, that's the next thing that I remember seeing her in. Yeah, I you remember know? that too. Yeah, and she literally was like the ingenue. Uh, I can't say that word. The you know, ingenue, so, yeah. Ingenue, but, and but there like, were there were sprinklings of that character in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Like when she was like she was bouncing around, and yes. she was, there was it, it was kind of cool that you could see the seeds of it in yeah. the earlier movie. Who did she date? Got Chip. Let's see if you know this little hot goss. You look up a little hot gossip. Who did she date for eight years during this time, Chip? Well, I mean, she's currently married to Matthew Broderick, right? Yes, of course. Who did she date? I'm just uh, going to say that maybe the the preeminent bad boy of of the of the. Did era. this person appear in the film? Yes, in one scene. Yeah, and did look he go really on? Hard. Did he go on to work with the director in the next movie that the director directed? Oh wow! Yes. Oh my God, Santa, this wow. is great. Chip, Santa and I are just dropping knowledge bombs. You all really are. Watch where you step. step. I am so embarrassed about my SJP lack of knowledge. Um, How about Chip? We'll give you a hint then. Yeah. Yeah. The follow-up movie by this director Mm -hmm. was a Rodney Dangerfield movie. Back to school? Yes. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, William Zabka, was it? Oh, no. Was it Back to School or Easy Money? Santa, which one was it? No, it was Back to School. It was Back to School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who was it? I'm just, I'm totally drawing a blank right now. This is terrible. Billy Zabka bought me a Dr. Pepper once. Did he really? (laughs) What a nice young man. (laughs) I have to give a shout out right now to Billy Zabka and the rest of the cast of Cobra Kai. So good. Over the the quarantine this past year, everybody got their Pelotons. Everybody had a Mm -hmm. Peloton. 
Uh, we didn't spring for the Peloton. I mean, we're, you know, I'm not making the Peloton money right now. We just got a nice, modest exercise bike, and I watched the entire series <laughs> of Cobra Kai one episode at a time. You created just as your good own as Peloton. Peloton. Just as good as Peloton. <laughs> I, I love how resourceful you are, Chip. What? So who was it? Who did she okay, date? Let's, let's see if we can give him more hints. Yes. Can, can you give me more yep. hints? And I, I, sure. I, I'm, I'm so embarrassed by this that I don't this know. This actor went on to be a huge part yeah. of the Marvel Universe. There we go, sir. That's a very big one. Not yes. Robert Downey Jr. Yes, was Chip. It Come on, buddy. Yeah. So he appears and girls just want to have fun. In the scene where all of the punk rockers come to the debutante ball, sure. you'll see him flip over a table. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, he's in okay. it. Wow. I, okay, I have to rewatch that, which is another amazing trope, 80s oh, trope. The so punk good. rock kids have to come in and ruin a party. Like well, like weird science. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There, there's so many others where, where that where that happens. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. definitely is. Um, and that song. Oh, um, what's the song from that scene? It's called like, not smash it up, but it's something similar. All right, I'm going to pull up the old uh, soundtrack here. Oh. Girls. And it was a it was a local metal band. Like it was that actually did the song. Girls just want to have fun. So look at this, right in my search. It's right there, guys. Come on, shout. Not come on, shout. Uh, Wake no. up the neighborhood. Wake up the neighborhood there it by is. Holland. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> by Great Holland. sequence. Great. And, and the, be- women, the, the women builders, the bodybuilders yes. that are there. And they're looking yes. the couple up. Yeah. Yeah, that's and then the only real band of note that was on the soundtrack was Animotion. Dan- they did a cover in Dancing in the mm-hmm. Street. Mm-hmm. And Animotion had the hit song, I believe, Obsession. Yeah. Yes. From the 80s, right? Orbital Bebop isn't isn't oh wow, oh, nice. Throwing wow. that out there. Yeah, good. That's a deep cut for, for me. <laughs> Um, 80s music is my zone. You have to understand. You I go. don't listen to anything after like, you know, 89. Yeah. Why would you? No. Um yeah, so she dated Robert Downey Jr. for like eight years, and then yeah. they broke up due to drugs. He had a, a big drug problem, as we all know. Yes. And then she went on, and she met Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. Right. They met yes. him doing a little theater work in New York. Mm. And they've been married happily. Together. They have kids. Yeah, like three kids. They live yeah. in New York. They have a house in Ireland. I wonder if he had a wingman or if he went that on his own. It seems to me he, he probably didn't need one, right? He's Ferris. He's Ferris. At that point, he was still riding high on the Ferris game. You know, his dad's a famous actor. War Games as well. Another one of my apps. That was that was the other one that was on my list when you asked me about like, but I thought it was too known. Like too many people have seen War Games where, you know. Yeah, this is this was a great deep cut. Senna, you picked like really a great movie because I believe based on our stellar recommendations, the three of us. People will listen to this, be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch it now. They should. And, and the perfect thing, guys, like it needs another selling point. One hour, thirty minutes. Yes. Oh, in and out. out. Mm-hmm. I, that's Short the first thing sweet. I said when we pulled it up on Amazon. I was like, we're done by eight thirty, baby. We're done. <laughs> yeah. It's great, yeah. and there's so, like, it's really. I was impressed with how well written it was. Um, you know, sometimes when you go back and you watch movies from your childhood, you're like, oh, well, that didn't hold up. This was so fun and so entertaining. There were some really witty, witty dialogue moments, like when um, Sarah Jessica Parker is getting on to the motorcycle and she says, is it, is it safe? And Jonathan Silverman says, it's the safest thing you'll have between your legs. Yes. And, 
Yeah, I mean, there's like there's like edgy moments. Like there's there's Whitney, which I'm sure when I was watching it as a kid went oh, right yeah. over my head. Yeah, you but, had no idea. Yeah, as an adult, it was like that's that's really that's edgy. Well, back it, then, it was, it was it was obviously very musical, of course, mm-hmm. and it was short and sweet. And it just, it hit all the notes. It almost felt like, and I'm not taking anything away from the movie, but like a, a musical, like a staged, this could be a staged yeah. musical. Oh, I, easily, I'm not yeah. I'm not telling you what to do with your career, Santa, but I'm saying oh. if you could bring this to Broadway. I'll take yeah. advice. I think that's I'll, what you need to do right there. I think is take this to Broadway. Goal. I think it would be staged perfectly. Yeah. I love that the, uh, the actor, the dad, that guy, you've seen him in a, a bunch oh, of stuff back everything. then. And mm-hmm. still today, and he's always been that age. Like he's just- Hair maybe a little little whiter right. now, but every time you see him, like, yeah, it's that guy. And he's still playing the hard ass and the I was also really impressed with the direction. Like they had they had a way of establishing right away who those characters were. Like one of the first close-ups you see is of Sarah Jessica Parker's feet, and she's breaking in her toes like a dancer. Yeah. Like Helen is. Hunt is putting a picture of herself on Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the dad is painting he's the doing little the model. Army man. Yeah. Oh the, wow like establishing shots of the characters like thinking back i was like that director like alan just kicked ass yeah he knew what he was doing big way yeah you know what i'm gonna i'm looking at like movies from that now santa you were in home alone movies correct the first two first two now those movies to me seem like such big long movies because so much happened there's so many acts hour 43 minutes yeah, they're not long. Like they're movies knew long. how to do it back then. Like yeah. that movie could pack all that stuff in in an hour 43. Wait, Chip, in an earlier episode of this podcast, didn't you mention something about Joe Pesci and that movie? Like you thought, was it that you thought that he deserved what he got or he didn't deserve what he got? No, that his fate <laughs> in Goodfellas right. was actually less torturous there it was. than the, the, his fate in Home Alone. His, his fate yeah. in Home Alone is much I think worse that because it's you know not he have spoiler alert, right spoiler alert you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's it's quick and easy in Goodfellas he thinks right. he's being a made man it's a happy day for him and yeah. then it's you know then they put him down almost almost humanely not <laughs> not a young Kevin McAllister no they Kevin dragged it out over yes. like an hour yeah Absolutely. but he kept going back Pesci kept going back so it was yeah. like he enjoyed the abuse now when you when you are in uh, production like the home alone the first one obviously or uh, my so-called life order are are you aware is, is there a feeling in the air or a feeling that you get or just something that you're like oh this is going to be a thing like this is going to be no or it's, it's just a job <laughs> at the time no it wasn't that it was just a job it was just you know when we were making it it was so fun but i can't imagine anybody had any idea that it would hit that sort of level of like christmas tradition people still tuning into this day i don't think I mean, I could be wrong, but I certainly didn't have any inclination that 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 was going to happen. You know, we had more of an inclination with the second one because everything was just bigger. Like the first one was very low budget. Tried and true. Um, Yeah. Right. But the second one, we're like flying to New York. We're staying at the plaza. Mac has a big security detail. Like you could tell that that things had changed when Mm -hmm. we did the second one. But the first one, no idea. How how magical must it have been? for movies like this and all the John Hughes movies to be set in your town. Like, that's crazy. Like, we know we're good. Yeah. We're, you know, we're rinky dink Philly and New Jersey. Nothing good has ever been made or will ever be made. And right, Chip, we just have to come to grips. Well, here's, here's riding the rock. You said I should bring this to Broadway. The two of you should come together and make a movie for Philly. Yeah. 
So I, the kids can look at it and go, that's my hometown. That's, that's, that's where I live. That's our this first is our Bueller. City. That's our yeah. Yeah. Well, that's alone. why Ferris Bueller was made because they wanted to bring more uh, movies to Chicago. Like they wanted to bring film production to the city. So oh John God. Hughes wrote that movie to do that. Are you serious? I didn't realize. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and you, you because, movie, because I guess the rest of his movies are like, they're in Chicago, but they're basically in the suburbs. They kind of could be everywhere, but right. this is, they're in the heart of or the they're, city. Right, they're in a high school. They're in one location. Like mm -hmm. you're not with Ferris Bueller. I mean, they, they hit, they hit the Cubs game. They hit the Art Institute of Chicago. Yes. They hit, you know, the, the famous restaurant. Like they really, it was highlighting the, the Irish parade. They were, they were hitting all the highlights of Chicago. It was a tourist. I mean, like a, an advertisement for tourists to come to Chicago while a brilliant movie at the same time. Chip, what do you think? Philly, most famous, like not the Rockies. Let's I mean, it's say, Rocky, so, right? It's Rocky, but more. What's that? Cheesesteaks. Cheesesteaks, the Cheese movie. Steaks. Yeah, that was a good movie. Cheesesteaks, <laughs> the movie. There it is. Yeah. That's it, Santa. It's You're not getting... high art. It's You're not welcome. high art, yeah. but we'll do it. I no, I would say, uh, how about Six Sense, right? Six Sense oh. is Six Sense is showed a lot of really cool mm -hmm. Philly uh, landmarks. It was. Yeah. A beautiful film, cinematography, you know, it was kind of showed Philly in a, in a, in a probably cooler light than other films would show our city. Is there a sports movie about Philly? There, there besides the rock, Invincible, Invincible Rocky, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. not too yeah. much. There's Mannequin. That's a fun <gasps> 80s one oh. right there. There you go. I Aaron have... McCarthy and Kim Cattrall. Come yes. on. Come on. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That might be another... Sent if you ever be. want to come back, that might be another yeah, we one. Might, we I might need to do anytime you ask me because I, I would want to explore this movie again. I've not seen yeah. it in a long time. Oh my God, you I didn't even think you about do have Tom Anakin. Hanks in Philadelphia, but I think there's there were shots of Philadelphia, but it was it wasn't about the city itself. Yeah. yeah. Now, Santa, if you listen to this podcast, you may know that Chip and I we love to do research. We love mm -hmm. to do uh, fast, uh, fun facts. Chip, have you come up with anything in your research of girls just want to have fun that you'd like to share with us? Yes. Okay. I, yes, I do. Can you hear me, Jeff? I think there was a little yeah. glitch. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me now? We got you. Yeah, cool. We're good. We're good. Um, I did. I did exhaustive research this week. I Hours and hours <laughs> and hours online. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and I, I knew you were coming on, Santa. I wanted to make this right. I, have, I went through every movie made in the 1980s, and mm -hmm. I found out all of the films that were uh, made, named after 80s hit songs. So, obviously, girls just want to have fun. Janie is new in town and Sue meets Lynn, who shares her passion for dancing in general and, uh, and the dance TV in particular. So there's that one. There, of course, was Purple Rain. Of course. <gasps> oh. Now, obviously, that one was made specifically for the song. It wasn't that it came after. It's at the same time. A young musician tormented by abusive situation at home must contend with a rival singer, burgeoning romance, et cetera, et cetera. Then there were a couple other ones that you may or may not know. So you guys may remember these. Uh, Free Fallen. Do you remember the movie Free Fallen, named after Tom Petty? No. A pair of paratroopers. Played by C. Thomas Hall and Al Ali Sheedy uh, in the Air Force's co-ed, very first co-ed 184th Airborne Unit, fall both behind enemy lines <laughs> and into love. So check I mean, that one that out. That log line, you just you just want to tune in right away. Thank yeah. you. I, 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 Again, I Chip, found that, that was that was yeah. free falling. That was called free falling. Yeah, I, I believe it was a 1989 film. This one was, I think, in '86, Dancing in the Dark. Do you remember mm -hmm. the movie Dancing in the Dark? That mm. one I do know. Fillmore yep. High School's annual prom is in jeopardy after Principal Dale Lunches, portrayed by Jordan Gump, uh, Gordon Jump, fails to pay the electric bill and the power is cut off to the high school. Wow. Yeah, dancing Isn't in the dark. Isn't Fillmore the same high school as Greece? I think it might be. 
Wow. I think it might be. Yeah. yeah. Same Same Passover. Together, yeah. yeah. Um, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Do you remember the movie Everybody Wants to Rule the sure. World? Named after Tears for Fear song. Yeah. In this time-traveling political thriller, Franklin Roosevelt, Genghis Khan, and Cleopatra, portrayed by Judd Nelson, Pat Morita, and Barbara Hershey, fight for complete world domination. It was more of a, it was more I of a pretty underground. I remember that one. Is that real? Uh, sure. Sure, why not? Why not? <laughs> I mean, we, I don't want to break the fourth wall for our listeners. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to ruin yeah. any. No, but get people Googling. Let them yep, get that. people. So. This, this show does get people Googling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you remember the movie Come On Eileen? Come oh, on Eileen, oh. Dexy's Midnight Runners. Come on Eileen. Absent-minded eighth grader Eileen McRae, played by Nancy McKeon, <laughs> is always running late. Her tardiness takes a turn, a new turn one day when she misses the bus for school and witnesses a dog napping. Uh, the dog napper was played by Mr. Charles Broden. Oh, strong. <laughs> Do you know what that song is about? That was another like wake yeah. up moment for me when I realized what Come On Eileen was about. Yeah, a little kid shouldn't have to know that. No, mm-hmm. no. no. Yeah, Chip, this is taking me down a great memory uh, memory lane here. Could you have any more? These are fantastic. Uh, do, do the last one that I found, pour some sugar on me. Okay. Mm. Pour some sugar on me. Candy factory worker Jonathan Withers, played by Gregory Hines, has his life turned upside down when seven tons of powder sugar falls on him in an assembly line mishap. With the help of his faith and his live-in nurse, played by Miss Carol Channing, he finds a sweet new outlook on life. Wow. Yeah. Another, so these are great movies that I think we need to re, re we need to revisit. revisit. Amazon yeah. Prime, I think that one's on. I believe so. Why not? Yeah, Why I'm not? Excited about Why that. not? You might have to pay for that one though. I don't think it's Yeah, great. I mean I would pay Obviously. for that. Obviously. Who would yeah. who wouldn't want yeah. to? Guys, I'm gonna give you a little hint and you tell me the movie that was named after a popular song. Okay. Like if I just said to you, Santa, all yeah. right, all right, all right. Days and Confused. There we go. See, that's an Very easy good. one, right? Chip, if I I auditioned you... for that movie. Did you? Did you? Oh, I did. And that was like an ensemble. You were right, oh. probably the perfect age, right? But but honestly, when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, these are the right people in this cast. Oh, okay. and they were all genius, yeah. all of them. Yeah. It was that was such a world. That's one of my favorite. I was thinking about like the greatest movies of all time. I'm I'm a little. I, I'm that's fine. The greatest movie, but like. I'm more worried about like what are the movies that I just want to watch over and over again. Yeah, and that's yeah. definitely in in the, in the top of the list somewhere. Well, I like the movies where you go back and you see actors at the beginning of their career who have now like skyrocketed. That's one of them. Fast that, Times that is obviously one is another fast one. Fast Times sure. and yeah. Days and Confused, where yeah. you still watch Days and Confused and you're just like, holy crap, that's what's his name. You know, you're mm-hmm. always they're all there. They're all there. Yeah. All right, Chip, I'm going to give you one. Ready? Okay. Boy's first kiss followed by his buzzkill death. Oh. Ooh, boy's first kiss. Yeah. Followed by his buzzkill. And I have to say, the boy, the actor, was mentioned oh. about oh. five minutes ago. He was killed by bees. Yes. By <gasps> bees. Your friend uh, uh, said My girl. My girl. My girl. God, that uh, movie made me cry. Oh, they shouldn't. They, they shouldn't. That movie should just be put away. I. It's. It's not. When 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 she's with the glass and she he needs his glasses. Glasses. Oh, oh, it's too oh. much. It's too no, much. No. I will say, uh, I'm a big fan of My Girl too. She goes out to L.A. It's, <laughs> it's a fun, fun movie. No, no, no. I'm I'm 100 serious. It's a much more uplifting. There's not the bit. Be- there's definitely heartstrings being pulled, but it's not. Right. There's obviously not 
uh, that happened. Not the same. Yeah. It's a fun, nice movie. I remember seeing it in the movie theater. She gets there. killed by a, a spider bite, though, at the end of that one, right? It's always insects somehow. Or does she it? turn into a superhero? Oh, nice. maybe that's what it is. Instead yeah, of dying. I think she gets bite. Yeah, she gets bitten by a spider bitten, and turns and then, into okay. Spider Woman. Yes, Spider Woman. Mm -hmm. Here's one for you. This movie, based on the Stephen King novella, The Body. <gasps> oh. Maybe a another one. Four kid actors all went on to be stars. Oh, oh, oh! Um, Stand by Me. Yes, there you oh, go. Oh, that movie was so good. Yeah, so I good. I have it up on my shelf right there. Oh, look, I have it on my shelf. Yeah. So yeah. far, we have songs "Dazed and Confused," "My Girl," "Stand, Stand by, by Me." Stand by Benny Clark was that? Was who was who Benny sang? King? Benny, Benny King. King. Benny King. Yeah. There you go. Da, na, na. And then da. when we got all right, here we go. Ducky's. Uh, I'll just say Ducky. Oh, yeah, come on. Pretty and right? pink. Pretty and pink. pink. There we go. He was By supposed the way. to end up with Ducky. Yes. Yes. And they did that test screening, and those a-holes in that test screening <laughs> said that they didn't want. I'm so mad. She should have mm -hmm. ended up with Ducky. Yes. I mean, they of had course. it. Hughes had it right the first time. Those people that gave their opinion were they were full of shit. Wrong. Wrong. Ducky was, wrong. was a great character. Ducky is one of my favorite characters of yeah. all time, and that is sort of an '80s trope too, because if you look mm -hmm. at Jonathan Silverman. Sort of duckyish. Yeah, yeah. Ferris Bueller, in and of itself, kind of a ducky. And those were the guys that I like. I wanted to be ducky. I wanted to be Ferris you Bueller. Like, brave I'm enough, not going to be the right? heartthrob. I'm no Lee Montgomery. Look at me. You know what I mean? I wanted to be ducky. Right. But that's why I identified with this movie because I was also the best friend. Yep. You know, always. So that's why this movie, I think, was just like seeing her get the guy was very cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. How about this, guys? A movie based on a 1992 REM song. Ooh. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Oh. The Andy Kaufman biopic. Mm -hmm. Can you hear one... my puppy walking around? Oh, my God. Oh. Santa, I love... We oh, have to do look a little at pet that. talk. Oh. Look. look at that good boy. Uh, How old yeah. is he, Santa? He's 14. What a beautiful oh, animal. He's oh. 14, yeah. And what's his yeah. name again? His name is Leo. Leo. Leo the yes. party dog. Leo is Leo. mad at you because you wouldn't give him dinner four hours early <laughs> yesterday. I know. He was yeah. so angry. He is not shy about telling me how he feels. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good boy. Santa, you're, you're going to nail this one right away by this simple line. You ready? Yep. Look at you. You have a baby in a bar. Oh, sweet home Alabama. There we go. Maybe one of the best line reads and lines yeah. in, in romantic comedies. Mm -hmm. Sweet Hole, Alabama. That's Reese Witherspoon, right? Yeah. It is. It is. You know what I just watched recently again? And I have to say, love Matthew Broderick. Okay, I'll throw it out to you. Matthew Broderick, Reese Election. Witherspoon. One yeah. of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, it's amazing. Hands down, it's genius. And, yeah. and it's such a low-budget movie. I think it was like an MTV Films, like one of their... Yeah. It is, it's one of my favorite movies. It's one of the best acted, one of the best written, one of the funniest, most, and very like uh, subversive movie too. Yeah. Uh, uh, one, Real one of my a dark comedy. Like Super dark. You find yes. yourself laughing at things that you shouldn't be laughing at. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Great cast too. Mm -hmm. Stellar cast. Yeah. Alexander Payne, wasn't he the one that directed yep. it? There we go. Guys, yeah. this is a good one. Since I think this is one for you. Okay. Teen landscaper becomes popular. Oh. Did you see my tweet? No, which one? <laughs> so I tweeted out that it occurred to me living in Los Angeles that I could never recreate Can't Buy Me Love because nobody has riding lawnmowers out here. Oh, like, there's don't. not enough yard. Oh, <laughs> how sad is that? Like I even had the fringe leather jacket because I wanted to be her so much. Oh, Amanda Peterson. Film. Amanda mm -hmm. Pierce. She was, she was great. That she movie, was. 
one of the most watchable movies, like just yes. on all the time. When I was young, you watched it all the time. I need to but, ask you a question. Yeah. I'm going to put the YouTube boys to a test. Yes. Can you do the African anteater ritual? I, I oh, know the. This like, part, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would get up and do it dance, but I don't want, once I get up, my dog will run over and, and, and she's trying, she's trying to calm down with the storm here. They're, they're one of the most heartbreaking, and I'm sure it, not for many people, but one of the most heartbreaking moments in any movie growing up was in that movie that probably nobody else, if I gave you 20 guesses, what heartbreaking moment happened in that movie was because I related it to it. I, was, I know. Do you know what it is, Jeffrey? Go ahead. I bet it was the scene where he said, um, and you remember when you broke your arm? And we carried you home when the other nerds he forgot about. Yes. Aww. When he was like, it was like, I don't know if it was mischief night or they were doing pranks right. on the other yep. nerds. Yep. And yeah. then it was, and he like, you know, oh, it was one of his that. own. Oh. It was the redheaded guy. Yes. It was the redheaded guy who was in a bunch of stuff back then. Yeah. For that, Salem's that, Lot or not Salem's Lot, Children of the Corn or one of those. Yeah. And uh, just heartbreaking. It yeah. Was just that, yeah. Yeah. That hit, that hit every young nerd right in the yes. old. Right Very here, yeah. right, right, right yeah. here, right here, <laughs> everywhere, here, everybody yeah. here, on, yeah, kind of weirdly back there, right between the glasses, yeah. Um, and then I think I have one more. Uh, well, Don McLean song, 1999, American Pie, American Pie. There you go. So there's some of the most popular movies named after songs, and there's other ones. There's um, remember Against All Odds, Phil Collins oh. song. Yeah. Rachel I never Ward. saw the movie, but I, I just remember the video. Wait, you never saw the movie? I never saw Against All Odds. No. Good. Is that Jeff, Jeff Bridges? Yes. Jeff Bridges? James Wait. Woods, Jeff Bridges. Oh, I oh, just I'm remember confusing the, it. What's the, the one vid- with Richard Gere? Officer and a Gentleman? There it is. I confused it. Okay. it I, see, I could My see confusing those yeah, around the same very, time. Very similar. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, uh, speaking of Richard Gere, mm-hmm. how about this line from this movie? You and I are such similar creatures, Vivian. We both screw people for money. Big mistake. Huge. Huge. There you go. <laughs> pretty woman. Pretty yeah, woman. It never yeah. even occurred to me Pretty Woman was named after a, a song. Like, you yeah. know, it, yeah. it's one Roy of those. Orbison. Yeah, there you go. Guys, I have something really dumb. I don't know if you guys want to hear something really dumb. I totally wanna... do. I'm yeah. down right, for This it. is another quiz, guys. Imagine if, imagine if somebody who listens to this podcast regularly got to this point in mm-hmm. this episode and was like, you know what? I yeah. don't want to hear anything dumb. Like, it's what right. have you been doing with your entire listening life uh, of this podcast? It's always it's polite like they weren't to paying ask. attention. moment right now. Yeah. It's always polite to ask. That is true, Jeff. Thank you. Now, Santa and Chip, all these actors in this movie and a couple other Brat Pack actors, they've had a lot of success, right? They've just done it right. But they also had some little known failed projects. Mm. Would you like to hear about some? Yes. Sure. All right, let's see if you remember this one. Uh, SJP, mm-hmm. right before Sex in the City, she and a group of young urban athletes run, jump, climb, and flip over city buildings and structures in this one season TV show. Do you remember this one, Chip? No, Jeff, what was it? It was called, uh, let's see, Sarah Jessica Parkour. <laughs> that was a, yeah, that was You're a very You're delivering short-lived. on your promise, Jeff. <laughs> I, I just, I, I looked this up, Chip. I did some research. Didn't, didn't even make it the full 13 episodes, did it? No, it didn't. Yeah. She got injured. She did a okay. lot of great stunt work and yeah, fire stuff, but yes, Sarah Jessica Parkour. If, if only, if only she didn't get hurt. One yeah. season that was on VH1. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's one, guys. Speaking of Helen Hunt, which we spoke about, sure. Helen and a group of her thrift store friends travel across the country looking for good deals in America's favorite thrift store and donation center. Do you guys remember that show? Vaguely, Jeff. Can you refresh our memories? Sure. It was called Goodwill Helen Hunting. <laughs> there it is, Jeff. That is, I, I, yeah, I do vaguely. That does bring up some, yeah. I, <laughs> Uh, like a early 2000s maybe early yeah. 2000s that yeah. was yeah. a good one goodwill helen hunting yep <laughs> let me see i did some more research guys oh shannon shannon doherty sure she yeah. was in the movie right do you remember it was before 90120 you know she was young athletic 90210 90210 yeah numbers i, I, I just want to you know yeah want, i, I want you to be accurate on this yes, podcast I don't, I don't 91138 no. whatever jeff <laughs> Um, she was in a circus show, which I thought was amazing. She joined the circus. She spent her time getting shot across the tent and landing in a large trampoline. That was like the highlight of the show. Do you guys remember that one? Would, would that be Cannon Doherty? It was Cannon Doherty's Big Top. <laughs> oh, you guys have known each other too long. <laughs> it's it's frightening. Is, I know. I, it was Cannon, Cannon Doherty's Big Top. Again, it got I think canceled. my screen's about to freeze. <laughs> I might have to. It got canceled mid episode episode two. Oh no That's oh sad. god do you guys want to hear a couple more yeah i do i, I definitely do yeah I can't oh, oh boy oh boy this is a good one um <laughs> post weekend at bernie's jonathan silverman had a short-lived tv show where he taught street urchins how to repeatedly steal small things jonathan steel stealer uh oh john i think it was called jonathan pilferman Yeah, Jonathan Pilferman. Yeah, I Pilferman. Think I, I think that's it. Yeah. No, I no we. I could, couple more, Chip. Just a okay. couple more. Yeah. Uh, before he was Mr. Sarah Jessica Parker, he had a lamentable slapstick vaudeville act. Really? Yeah. It was on. Um, I forget what channel, but uh, Cashew Broderick and the Nutty Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> You remember Cashew Broderick and the Nutty Buddies? I, I, I wish I did. I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> oh, boy. Two more. I swear to God, only two more. Uh, this <laughs> this Brat Pack beauty had a cable actress access ventriloquism show before her big break in St. Elmo's Fire. Do you guys remember the Demi and Dummy Moore show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was sort of like a throwback 70s uh, yeah. Uh, what, uh, what do you call it? A sketch variety show, right? Variety show. Right. The Demi and yeah. Dummy. Oh, yeah. they were so much fun. Um, oh, and of course, you remember, we love Anthony Michael Hall. Farmer Ted yeah, got man. into the prank show mm-hmm. where he pop out of people's coffins at uh, unsuspecting funerals. No. You don't remember? Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. You saw it. You saw She's it. Got it. She's got I it. saw it. Oh. Oh, God. Put me out of my misery. Yeah, it's Anthony Michael Pallbearer. <laughs> There it yeah, is. There it is. There it is. And there's one more. I'll see Hall joke in there. What was that? That show that he did oh, for Dexter? HBO. Oh, no, Dexter. No, where he oh, was. Oh, no. The, yeah. Oh, he was the six feet under. No. Six feet under. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, there's, yes. there's a joke in there, too. Oh, I didn't or, think uh, that. Not, not a joke, uh, you mm. know, an alternate. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are real these are not jokes. These are serious. These are, this no, is know, stuff I that I these are little known failed projects from Brack Patters. And of course, you guys remember, and I know you're going to get this, when the two members of the Breakfast Club went on to host a horror show. (laughs) 
Chip, Santa, do you remember Blood Nelson and Ali Screamy's Boo Fest Club? I saw that. Yeah. It changed my world. The Boo Fest Club? I was not allowed to watch that because I got had nightmares. Who's it? Was, Delicate it was, flower, you. Mm-hmm. Who scared you more, Blood Nelson or Ali Screamy? <laughs> or I, Montgomery. I, I, I enjoyed uh, Molly Ringwald. That was <laughs> Molly. Molly. Yeah. <laughs> it's all oh, there's the good boy. Puffy there's just wants to be on the podcast. Puffy Let him be on the pet. podcast. This, you know, we should do. Uh, should we do a little pet talk right now, Jeff? Sure. We do pet talk, and I think I feel like we've neglected pet talk. The last couple of uh, episodes, we, we've been very focused on the movies. Yeah, basically sent to we um, we basically just talk about what our pets do. I have two uh, eight year old girls are going to be eight in September. Star yeah. and Shelby there. Uh, Shelby is what you'd say a very domineering, bossy woman who loves to death my wife and my two daughters and barely tolerates me (laughs) and then she has a sister star sweet baby star who's literally scared of everything in the world every noise and she loves me more than any animal has ever loved me and I literally can't even handle how much I love this dog come over here star she won't come over here Uh, I love that her name is star and she doesn't want to be on camera and speaking of good boy <laughs> Santa, do you Look see? At this puppy. Oh my God, this is. Who is this, Chip? Chip, give us a little. So this is Franklin right here. Uh, Franklin's Franklin. our good boy. Uh, we've had him since March. Uh, he he was he was found on the streets of Philly, uh, tied to a fence. Uh, from that's what we know. He was left. And, and look at him. I mean, how could he be tied to a fence? And he's, uh, but he's our good boy now. So we've had him for about, I guess, five months now. And he oh. is, he's a little tired, as you can see. And he's uh, ready for his second dinner. He's, uh, he's kind of excited. He's it's focused. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah My he, dog is really into second meals. Yeah. Let's talk second meals. All right, here we go. Chip, you start. Give me Franklin's dinner and then second meal. So he, basically, we just have his kibble or whatever you call it. <laughs> look at him. Yeah. He's, are, are you sleepy, buddy? He's you tired. To eat and you got something else to he's do? He's over this conversation. Jesus, Franklin, <laughs> you got something better to do? He's, uh, he, he's he got to watch his uh, watch. Uh, he's got to, I know, he's, he's uh, well, actually, uh, Sarah Jessica Parkour is on in a few minutes. It's one of his favorite movies. <laughs> Anxious, favorite yeah. TV shows. Uh, you know, he, we, he was having some stomach issues and we heard, like, he would sort of get sick early in the morning. And we, we heard that if, sometimes if dogs eat too early and they have a, empty stomach that there mm-hmm. just could be some like whatever so we now feed him instead of like just at five o'clock we give him a four o'clock and then about a nine o'clock feeding so he knows it's yeah. about that we just split it up in two and that's we had the same problem where we had too much time between his feedings mm-hmm. and the acid in his stomach blew like built yes. up and then he oh. got sick that's so exactly we started what... feeding him smaller meals more often and then that stopped that's exactly what franklin is uh yeah. franklin is what, what will so, franklin yeah. get for a second meal just the second half, of, we, we just cut his oh, okay. uh, kibble oh. intake in half. Oh, yeah. so you have a different meaning of second meal than I do. Yeah. See, in our house, there's Leo's food, and then there's our food, which is also Leo's food. Oh, yes, exactly. Okay. So wow. Leo will eat lunch, and then, you know, an hour later, whatever my husband or I are, are eating will also be Leo's food. Oh, good for Leo. Yeah, yeah no, Franklin doesn't get a lot of people food. He, we, we, mm. we basically keep him with a with dog food although he does so we live in the italian market in philadelphia if you watch rocky when he's yeah. running through and the the, fi- the fires and the oh yeah the, all the fruit stands and everything that we live a, a block from there so tonight franklin will be walking that same route and he picks up all of the <laughs> excess food what do we call it jeff 
They're called uh, hoagie droppings. Hoagie droppings. And uh, Franklin will clear the Italian market of all the hoagie droppings. So he will get some people food, but that's that's what he gets. Yeah, Leo usually acts like we don't feed him. Yeah. He, I mean, oh, he sure. has got a nev- like, just like a bottomless pit of a stomach. So he's always hungry and he gets very frustrated. Actually, when I posted that the other day, he had just eaten lunch an hour before. So it was like, Leo, Leo, <laughs> but don't Leo. you, there's a point like my dog we had prior to this Winslow lived till almost 18. Aww. And once he was 12 or 13, he went deaf, deaf and was losing his eyesight. And we basically said, whatever he wants, he gets. That's mm-hmm. where we're at. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like Leo just wants a little extra. Hey, you want some cauliflower? Here you go. Some cauliflower. He's living his best life. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, it's, you know, yeah. he's probably watching his weight a little bit. I'm sure he works out still, but you know, not everybody needs to be. It's, like- a, it's a long walk from, you know, his bed to the fridge <laughs> and back. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, it's so great. Um, Chip, will uh, wh- what is Franklin's sleeping uh, sitch? He so uh, in the warmer weather, even though we are we do have central air, but in the warmer weather, he's been sleeping out on the hardwood floor. Sometimes yep. in by the front door, too. same yeah. mind. Yeah, by the front too. door, he gets a little draft. But before that, he'll sleep directly in between us. Just he oh, uses my geez. pillow. He's directly in between us and just puts that. But he is. We do have two cats as well and he's afraid of the cats because one cat is <laughs> is the boss of the house and he's literally afraid of the cats so if the cat it, so last night he was laying there on the bed i came in to go to sleep my wife was already asleep and the cat jumped up on the bed and he immediately in the middle of the night just in the darkness just jumped off and ran away because he he knew the cat was getting too close to him and he's afraid there's a bit of a turf war going on at your house yeah. there really is and yeah. there's not a lot of turf and there, there's definitely a war going on. And, and Franklin is losing it at, at most of the times, even though he is the dog. Guys, I'm mostly, it, I, I'm in awe of how Leo can go to sleep like this. Like I oh. suffer from insomnia and Leo mm-hmm. can just put his head down and he's out and he's snoring like an old man. And I, I'm inspired by that. Can, it's a beautiful does, thing. Does your husband go off quickly? Sleep wise, no. okay. So the two of us, I mean, oh, so we have different hours. Like Joe's right. definitely a night owl, and I'm more of a day person. So I think Leo stays up late with with my husband, and also wakes up early with me. So he's he's just he's sleep deprived. So any gotcha. given opportunity, he's just out. I'm sure this is not a new thing, but uh, I, I've always been pretty much I can go out, but. Uh, mm. Over the past year or so, for some weird reason, <laughs> yeah, why, some, right? yeah. some odd thing I've had several, uh, the one thing that I do is, and it's very comforting, it's right up the alley of this show, is I'll usually pick the 80s, 80s or 90s, and I'll either pick movies or uh, bands or albums or TV shows, and I'll just go through the alphabet and try to list one for each, like an 80s movie that I've seen, and I'll go through the alphabet, and usually I don't make it to like the letter M, and I'm gone wow yeah, it helps so if you're having trouble just think of your favorite 80 movies but alphabetically Start list, and try to list off. the alphabet that's yeah. a good tip look at yeah. you it just it kind of it kind of distracts you a little bit but you're not like too crazy and yeah. you're just like beetlejuice class <laughs> right and, and it's just you just dead go, again yes oh, wow. dead again oh good uh, one yeah uh ferris yeah. bueller's day off you forgot e where did e go oh eve eddie oh. and the cruisers oh, oh my nice. god that was yeah. my favorite yeah. movie when I was a kid. HBO that, staple. The weirdest? HBO yeah. staple. Literally yeah. um, loved that movie. Okay. So we got so Eddie and Ferris. I say Flashdance. Flashdance. Okay. Flashdance. All right, let me do the alphabet. <laughs> Hold it. G's next, I'm hoping. 
Gotta go Ghostbusters. There's Ghostbusters. Leo. Oh Bobby. my god, good boy. Bobby. Oh, I love the white. I love when their face gets all. Yeah, when I so oh, I'm a stepmom, and when when he first moved in, he was all black, and now he's got, oh. he's got gray hair. He's like his mama. Distinguished. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. What is Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. H. Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, oh strong, good one. strong. Good one. I might be tough, guys. I With might John be Ishtar. Lithia. Ishtar. Ishtar. Wow. Okay. Okay. Jay. Um, Joy oh Luck Club, but that's like too late. Too Jay. late. Yeah. We need the eighties. Just one of the guys. Just one of the guys. Oh. That was another movie that I was thinking Ooh. of doing. That I was like, oh, that one. does not hold up. Yeah. <laughs> that was a comedy central staple for me. There's problems years. all over that movie. All yeah. over that movie. Yeah. yeah. Just one of the guys, HJ. Okay. okay. Oh, um, uh, we mentioned it earlier. Cujo. Billy Zab. Somebody bought you a Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. Karate oh, Kid. Yeah, Karate Kid. This is good. We can do this, guys. Yeah, he, he bought me a, a, a Diet Dr. Pepper at the 7-Eleven on Moore Park in Tahunga. And wow. I can't tell you how many people I told. <laughs> were, you, were you in the midst of a production with him or just? It just no, not at just... all. I was in line behind him at 7-Eleven and I was just holding a Dr. Pepper and he had a bunch of stuff. And he sort of looked at it. He's like, I'll, I'll get that for you. And I was oh like, my God. Oh my God. And of course, like Billy Zapka. And, and I said, yes, because I just wanted to be able to tell everybody yeah, that oh, Billy yeah. Zapka bought me a Diet Dr. Pepper. So. What, a, what a sweetheart. So Sweet was, he, was he in a karate outfit? He wasn't, oh, but he should have been. He should have been. been. In your mind, maybe. Always. I yeah. imagined him in that outfit with the headband. Yes. And the gi. Oh, right? yeah. Who, who, um, was the, who was the, the, it might be Willie's, Billy Zapka. I don't know. Off the top of your head, it doesn't yep. have to be number one, but off the top of your head, whether it's surprising or not, the nicest person you've ever worked with, like oh, somebody that everybody question. knows, celebrity, just like the nicest, sweetest person you've ever worked with. Oh, and you're like, wow. I'll give you mine. I, I, I have a much smaller realm than you do, but just doing stand up, I've worked yeah. with some, some uh, by far the sweetest person, uh, Tom Wilson, who played Biff from Back to the Future, oh. is by far the nicest gentleman I've, I've ever met in my entire life. Couldn't have been sweeter. Wow. Yes. I've been really lucky, but the, the person that I think, I wouldn't say surprised me the most, but definitely like took me back the most was Nathan Fillion from um, Firefly. And Firefly, yeah. Yeah, I did a show with him. I did Castle with him. And normally when you're a guest star, you feel like the odd man out, like the date at a family dinner. Mm -hmm. You're the substitute teacher. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So I was a guest star on that show and in between setups, I don't like going back to my trailer. So I was just sitting off to the side and, you know, number one on the call sheet, series regular, drags over a chair, sits down. He's like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was just, it was such a classy thing to do. And he sat there talking to me between setups for, you know, 20 minutes. And I just, that was, that was a cool moment. That's yeah. great. That's the other great. one was Michael Madsen because he called me darling. Oh, uh, he, oh he's a God. nice guy. He seems like intimidating and scary just because of you know, the movies he's been in. He was, but then he calls you darling and you're like, okay. I would love to be called darling by Michael Madsen. <laughs> well, we have to call Chip Hardboiled. So now we call you. Oh, you <laughs> by Michael you. Madsen. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Did you guys forget? True. I didn't forget. Wow. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm going for the bad boy image. Yeah. Santa, I'm going to go way back. One of my fondest memories, my wife and I, um, when we first started dating, she got her own apartment and it was awesome. And we'd wake up on Saturday mornings. And I remember this clearly for like the whole fall and 
going into winter, almost spring, we would get up and watch cartoons. We would watch, there was a great Spider-Man show. And then a little show came on after called Running the Halls. Oh, I was on that. I know. <laughs> and I didn't know where you were going with the story. <laughs> it was it was just such a, a great, like all the actors, you guys were such good. Each one of you were such good actors. It was like, one one season maybe 20 episodes maybe one season yeah it was so good it was like a proto like what was the zach uh the tv show the saved by, by the, the bell. bell it was like well, the same yeah. by the bell kind of same ilk but it was really funny like i remember it was the character created by the same guy that did salute your shorts Steve Th that's oh, wow. okay so that's why yeah. the sense of humor like it wasn't saved by the bell sense of humor it was mm -hmm. Definitely salute your shorts, that Nickelodeon yeah. era sense of humor yeah. with like the shark, the guy that Richard the, Spate Jr. Yes, who is yeah. so good. Like, he's on Supernatural. He was on Supernatural yes. before the show got canceled. And now he's directing. He's directing Walker and a bunch of other shows. And Lori the, Fortier, who was also on that show, is on the new season of The Walking Dead. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And we love that show. Like we it was like kind of the uh, you know, part of well, this is on at this time. We got to go 11 o'clock, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just remember like, he was really the shark. I believe his name, so and the character. And it was everybody trying to get over on him, but it had mm -hmm. that sense of humor that you knew it was chip. We talked about this the last episode with Nick, where Nick had the greatest line, where like, when he saw like weird Al, he's like, this isn't going to last long. Cause it's too good. Mm. Yes. And you get mm -hmm. kind of bummed. Cause you're like, this is my sense of humor. And I don't think, the average Saturday morning person yeah. is going to get this, but I want to thank you because we love that show and it brings such a happy memory back to Yay. a young Jeff well, and my wife Kelly. Yeah, I it was appreciate great. Appreciate that. And I have the same thing. When I love a show, it's kind of the kiss of death. <laughs> True. Like pushing daisies, I was obsessed with, and it's no longer on. That is yeah. the one show that people like my age. You know, I'm a little older than both of you, but that everyone says like. If you could have one show back and they're always like, oh yeah, Pushing Daisies. And I'm oh, like, so wow, I got to say it. I mean, I, I don't even it's know so if it's- so good. Yeah. yeah. So good. If you guys need, give me, we're going to end, we're still talking in Pet Talk, but we're going to end it with best movie about a dog. Ooh. That doesn't make you sad. Ooh. Because there's so many that you're like, where it just doesn't have to be, it could just be the dog is a main character. It doesn't have to be like a heavy hitter. Just a fun, like, you know, movie that I, you... I don't remember much because I was very young, but I just remember having very good memories of Benji. Mm. Remember Benji when you were a kid? That was Yeah, that was watched a, a lot one. of Benji. I remember loving Turner and Hooch. Oh, yeah. They just remade it. Did they? Wait, what? Oh, they did with that guy from Nickelodeon. Yes. Josh, Josh yeah, it's on. Is it on the Disney, Disney Plus Disney or something? Disney Plus. Yeah. I think I want to watch Josh Peck, good actor. Mm -hmm. um, I think I might want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Don't I think know. you have to. I think I have to. It's a dog. I mean, anything it's about it. I will read up, though, Santa and Chip. I will read up. I don't care about movies being spoiled for me because I'm such a, a weak, like anything that might make me sad and set me off, mm. no, no way. No way. Don't so I'll read it. up. I'm like, does the dog die? I'm, I'm sure yeah. there's a website that just basically says, does the dog die? Put a movie in it, title and be like, oh, no. Mm. Okay, then I'll watch it. Then you're good. Yeah. yeah. But that's right? smart, though, because then you don't put yourself through that. Can't put yourself through that, right? So that's probably what I'll do. Like yeah. Turner and Hooch, the original. Does is this? I don't remember the dog dying. Did yeah, he I die? don't think he dies. Does he? No, spoiler alert. I believe he does. <gasps> but then I think it's the trope of like, 
I think there's like puppies the next, uh, I, and I could be wrong about that. I might be thinking about another movie, but I'm pretty sure. You know, it just flashed in my head. I wonder if my parents turned it off before he died. Yeah, they probably did. <laughs> so like, and it's over. <laughs> they just freeze framed it at one point. Like, go yeah. to bed, Santa. Yeah. Yay. Yep. Yay. Time to- Starting Bambi just 10 minutes later. So you don't <laughs> oh, see right. mom die. Sort right. of protective parenting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Beethoven? Beethoven was good. That's Beethoven a was a lot of fun. Charles Grodin, Grodin. against oh, the dog. Oh, he did. Oh, you know what you do? You have yourself a Beethoven night, and then you also Beethoven and Clifford together. So it's okay. Charles versus a child and Charles versus a dog. Versus a dog. Yeah. Can't do better than that. Yeah. Guys, let's wrap up. Our girls just want to have fun night with, if you had to recommend another movie, like if you had to do a twofer and be like, guys, if you like this, this. you'll like girls just want to have fun. Now, we mentioned earlier, Chip, I know you just, the movie about the, the woman who pretends to be a guy. Girls just want to have fun. Oh, or um, just one of the guys. Just one, just of, the one of the guys. A little problematic. I think sure. we all know, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. But around that- I, I mean, you look at, you remember like, we talk about John Hughes, who was my favorite. Uh, every like I just grew up with that like 16 candles you watch 16 candles you're like oh that it's it's such a great movie but if you could just take out seven there there are rapey elements of it yeah Yeah. for sure yeah yeah yeah. um I would say if you love dirty dancing Okay, that's you what I love. Girls for. just want to have fun. Yes. Yeah. In fact, yeah. there's a shot in Girls Just Want to Have Fun where Lee Montgomery comes up into the camera, and it's almost identical to a shot in Dirty Dancing oh. when Patrick Swayze comes up before that end sequence where he they're dancing in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't even talk about some of the more outstanding dance scenes that are hysterically oh. funny, like so at the end when the rich girl like dives off the top tier and they just show her like supermanning it down. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Like she's literally going like, Oh, and then he just like catches her. Like the cut scenes are just so. It's so good. What oh. about the, the sequence? So when um, Helen Hunt is babysitting and they watch the show and it's, it's the, the dancers in the football pads and oh. they're doing that choreography. The choreography is really strong in this movie. Okay. So that was another question on my big list that I did not get to, but from a dance perspective, someone who likes dance mm-hmm. and especially dance particular to that era, pretty uh, solid. Really solid. I mean, you yeah. had you had the Carlton, yes, which is now yeah. the Carlton, which back then wasn't the Carlton. Right, you right. Had the overbite. You, I mean, it was just this move, right? The which ended up in Footloose. Uh, there's oh, there were right. so many. Yeah, there were so many iconic '80s moves in this movie. Um, and then and when the scene where they're all trying out. Like they had many different styles. They had hip hop dancers. All they had it. more like, you know, straight up like the classical disco ballerina. Than there was those twins. Yeah. The, the twins, twins. yeah. Mm-hmm. The mirror image. Wasn't yes. that their yeah. name? Yeah. I didn't realize it was a mirror at first. She she was really going for it, like putting on her makeup or something like that. And then yeah. it's like, there's two of them. There's <laughs> two of them. Now we we spoke about maybe the greatest freeze frame ending of all time in that movie. Did they declare a winner? They 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 were they declared did. the they winners, won. right? Like they yeah, were they unanimously. Yeah, unanimously. Because the rich girl basically just quit. Like she's like, we can't top this, right? Or something like, right? didn't she? Well, so, well, she well they they chose Sarah Jessica Parker and she like hit her dance partner and walked off. And then she went to complain to her daddy, and her daddy said, "Shut up." Which yes. I thought was, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 He bailed on her. He went. Yeah. And he then and then the simple. Another great move I didn't expect. 
that the dad, I didn't think the dad was going, like what was going to make the dad turn? What was going to make the dad see the error of his ways? And it was Silverman. It was was Pilferman. Mm -hmm. He just basically used his little motor mouth technique, but he did it in such a way like, she's great. Aren't you proud of her? Isn't she amazing? That was good writing. It was good writing. And they just showed him kind of being like, all right, all right. Yeah. Hats off, guys. Girls just want to have fun. Watch it. Live it. Love it. Since I want to thank you because- if, if we didn't me. ask you, these two guys wouldn't have had fun yes, watching that movie. Yes, thank you so much, Santa, for Boys for just want to have us. fun. This boys just do. had fun. We do. We, we boys just had fun. fun. We just had a lot of fun. And we had fun. Yes. Yeah. Right? Well, I'll come back and do Mannequin anytime you okay. want. Okay. We will right. definitely. We will yeah. do it sometime. Absolutely. Chip, put 100%. that in the sketch. Put it on yes. our big schedule. I will. Um, Santa, anything you want to promote? Anything fun going on? Oh, your paintings are awesome. Your paintings are amazing. Oh, yeah, yes. we need Thank to talk about you. your paintings. They're so good. I love the dogs, but then the, the other stuff, they're, they're, are you I, raising I, I, money? I, I don't want to. First of all, yes, you're raising money, and I don't want to insult you, but you're not. You're a trained artist. Like, how, uh, how did you? No, I've been painting for about three years. I took really? a- I took a class to the local recreation department. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, I've just kind of been doing it. Uh, it started off as um, people have told me that I should do yoga to calm down, but that just doesn't really fit me. So the painting is very meditative. Like it's just me oh, focusing great. on one thing and painting. And then when the Black Lives Matter move happened, um, movement happened, I felt like I wanted to help. And I thought, I'm just going to start selling my paintings. And if people will buy them, then I will just give all of the money to charity. So that's what I started doing. And that's then great. Then they're amazing. Definitely check. Where, where can, I guess we just, just Google your name. Yeah, that's it's, what it's I did on Etsy. Of, it's Curly yeah. Girl Watercolors on Etsy. Okay. And every 100% goes to charity. And the charities I switch up all the time. Like right now I'm giving it to Jose Andres. Uh, oh, feed, yeah. Because they're, they're in, yeah. Such they're in cool Louisiana thing. right now. So. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Thank you, guys. I, I did watercolor once. I'm not an artist and I took, it was like an insert. I used to be a teacher and there was an in-service thing. The art teacher was teaching thing. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to try my hardest to be a good art. I've never been. And she gave us this bit and she gave us this whole two hour class. You know, here's how you do the watercolor. And it was this big yeah. pa- paper that I, and I'm doing this landscape scene. I remember there were birch trees everywhere. And that was the thing that she wanted us to do. And she was like, look at you, Chip. You did so well. And I could tell how, and I'm an adult at this point, so <laughs> condescending, but she was like, look, you did so well. She's like, I'm going to, we can frame this and everybody's going to take something of theirs home to frame. Right? And instead of having like a two foot by two foot frame, she literally took like a six inch by four inch frame. No. Like, how about this, this corner right here? Oh, no. <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> And like, that was, and like, I, I was, I knew I, I've always been terrible at art. I've just, I'm not good. So I was just like, that's great. Oh. And I gave it to my mother and yes. to my mother's credit every Christmas, cause it's sort of a wintry scene. She hangs it up in her kitchen and it's oh. about four by six. And that's the only I good art that, that I've done. And yours is putting your art on the, on your fridge. I mean, she tries, yeah. uh, but your art should be everywhere because it is amazing. Thank and you. it's for such a great cause too. Thank you. And I still think that you should go back and paint more because there are so many different styles of watercolor, like abstract or mm-hmm. landscape or puppies. Just go back and do more. Maybe I'll try. Maybe I'll try. You guys should both watch the uh, Bob Ross documentary. <gasps> oh my I God. Do we talk about to. that first? Oh, you haven't yes. seen it? I, uh, I haven't seen it. If I can hold my, I can t- take off my ear headphones. That's what I'm going to so, do. You I'm guys traumatized. talk about it for a second. No. You guys no. talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. I don't want to blow it for anybody. Like, I don't want anybody listening to this podcast to, yeah, to let's, blow it for them. Just go watch it. Okay. All, all I'm going to say, it was very stressful. So stressful. Wow. So stressful. For, for a show 
that was built upon the thing that you said, Senta, where you just like, you know, painting helps you, you know, mental health, meditative, yeah. like that was the beauty of Bob Ross. I mean, he just showed people like, you know, like how painting can be therapeutic and just right. take you away and show you that you're, you are creative. And, and then anybody you, can do it. And yeah, anyone can do it. Yeah. at different levels, but it's, it's something good for your mind mm -hmm. as well as, you know, your creative, uh, ability, but the, the, the basic thing about this documentary chip, it's very stressful. That's all wow. I'll say. Okay. Well, I it's just, I want to applaud Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcon yeah, for, for, for and doing Netflix it. for, cause it's one of those documentaries chip where you're watching it and you're like, Oh, they're going to get sued. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Everybody's, everybody's wow. getting sued. Yeah, and, but I was like, get it out there. It needs to happen. It. It, they, but yeah, we're going to end on that people. So tomorrow night, tomorrow night, I'm watching it. There you go. You're going to watch the Bob Ross documentary. We're going to go check out some of Santa's art and follow Santa Moses on Twitter. Great. Fantastic. Twitter. So fun. And um, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks again. Thanks Santa. Thank me. you so much. Thank Santa, you. for Bye for Leo. Bye guys. Oh, Bye Franklin. Sleep. Good night. <laughs> we'll see you. Bye.